All right. All right. So, uh, welcome to the very first edition of Wrestling is in Session. I am host number uno, Hunter Craft, and uh, I'm joined along here by host number dose, Braden St. John. So, uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, here we go. So, uh, so basically, uh, what we wanted to talk about in our first episode here was uh, Braden recently, well, last weekend, he went to Atlantic City, New Jersey. Yeah. Returned to Survival War and uh, got some stories to tell us and how everything went down. And so, uh, how are you doing today? Doing mucho gracio, Hunter. Gracio? <laughs> but uh, before we got, got into any of that, um, for, there's a little bit of news plugs I wanted to like go through first. Right. Uh, first being the death of uh, Lyle C. Williams, the uh, head photographer for Combat Zone Wrestling, uh, been there since the beginning, basically, and uh, he passed away this past weekend due to cancer, and uh, we just wish uh, his family and friends our condolences and our prayers and uh, for this hard yeah. time. Uh, so, uh, I, I didn't even know he was sick or in the hospital or anything, because I, I was at TOS. I was looking for him. I was like, man, Lyle's not here, because I'm not on his Facebook right. or anything. I, I didn't realize he was sick. So I just I hadn't heard anything about it. So I was looking for him, and he wasn't there. Next day, heard the news. So yeah, that's uh, it's quite sad because even though he really didn't do like GCW or whatever, he was still a prominent member of the Deathmatch community. He did G- uh, CZW, uh, H2O, OPW. Yeah, OPW. He did a lot. And uh, if you've watched uh, TJ Brown's. Right blogs you've seen plenty of him goofing around and just being a great guy yeah he he seemed like a nice person and i didn't know he was sick either until the all of a sudden news broke out and uh i saw everybody posting about him all the wrestlers was posting about it and it's quite sad but like i said we we here at wrestling session wish his family and friends our prayers and condolences for uh, the lost and today's episode will be uh, pay tribute to him. So, uh, thank you to Lyle but, for uh, everything that he did, all the awesome photos and all the fun times he gave to everyone and all the good memories. Thank you for that. And we hopefully hope your family does well. We, our wishes and prayers go out to Lyle's family. Hope make it through this hard absolutely. time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a couple of little bit of news. That that we that's come through in the past a little bit. Uh, I know you was in Atlantic City this past weekend, but there was another wrestling show that happened this past weekend that I kind of wanted to talk about. I watched, I didn't get to watch all of it, but I watched a little bit of it, and that would be NXT Takeover Twenty Five. I didn't watch and, um, any of it, so. <laughs> well, obviously, you was in Atlantic City live for Game Changer, dude. Yeah, I was there. I was there from Saturday. At 1 p.m. to Sunday, 1 p.m. I was there a whole 24 hours. Well, uh, so while you was doing that, I was watching TakeOver. I don't even think I watched it live because I went out, uh, you know, doing human things, I guess. Uh, but um, I watched up to the to the main event. I ain't got to watch the main event yet. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about it from the internet. No selling uh, high spot match, which, you know, be honest, it's a lot of wrestling today. 
But um, I will say this about the main event. I ain't got my opinions on it, but I will say congratulations to Adam Cole. Well-deserved. Congratulations. Uh, would I have liked to see Johnny keep, keep the belt? Well, uh, obviously, yeah. He's a good I worker. But that uh, Gargano was uh, dealing with injury. Uh, that, that might be uh, that. And who knows, this might start as the rise of the Undisputed Era, like them having all the belts. Or I could this even see a, Adam and Roddy fight for the world title. Big, kind of. It's not really takeover. But I've seen Kevin Owens lately right. a lot really pushing, wanting to be a part of Undisputed Era. So, I, Yeah, I've seen that too. And that would be quite interesting to me. And I've even seen... People wanting Mike and Maria Canellis to be part of the Undisputed Era, which I wouldn't mind either. I'm a fan of Mike Canellis. Well, I know, but, uh, uh, I know you Maria Canellis. She sent a tweet out not too long ago, week or so ago, and she just said, uh, "You know, our contracts end in two weeks." Dot dot dot. So, and then she ribbed saying it was their gym membership contract. Oh, I didn't so see that. that. Was just a okay. rib. Hey, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, everybody took it out of context that they were going to AEW, but then the next tweet she put, <laughs> it's our team membership, so. But um, another bit of news is that just came out, like, literally not even an hour ago, and that is from uh, Pro Wrestling Trainwreck, which is another company that's starting out in uh, the, the South, Midwest area, uh, run by Ian Robinson, J.C., uh, Pat Monix, who was originally set for the Southern Sickness Cup in October, has pulled out of the tournament, and he will be replaced by none other than old-timer Jeff King. So, what is I your thought I am not upset that? at all. Look, Pat Monix is a good wrestler. I've watched him in a, a wrestling revolver a little bit. He's done some good stuff. But I love Jeff King, okay? I love – I think Jeff – is fantastic. I think his gimmick great. I think his work is great. I think his promos are amazing. Like he has fantastic mm-hmm. promos. He's a great re- wrestler. He he bleeds like a he bleeds buckets. So I'm excited to see him. I will be there live, right. uh, watching. So I'm I'm pushing for it. I might be there live. I, that, that's my goal to make it there live in October in Memphis. So uh, hopefully I can make It'll it be, there. In Atlantic City, a few weeks before that, so it's going to be right. Yeah, they announced that Bloodsport Number Two will be in Atlantic City Josh in Bart, the Josh end Bart of September. Not sure what the date is. You might Bloodsport Number Three. <laughs> right, right, right. But technically, it's the third Bloodsport event ever run. But the first one was done by Matt Riddle, and the this one, and then the. The one at WrestleMania weekend this past year in uh, in New, New York was run by Josh Barnett. Fantastic! Uh, I'm, I'm excited, excited for this. Uh, get to be there live, and I, I right. I mean, dude, that, that show's gonna be absolutely insane. The one that this past WrestleMania was absolutely bananas. That second one that took place in uh, Jersey this past year was one of the one of the greatest wrestling shows I've ever gotten to see. Right, I, I gotta go. I gotta agree with you there. Um, Josh Barnett and Minoru Suzuki was absolutely phenomenal. Like so crazy. And uh, a little bit of news. I I didn't read too much into it, but I saw apparently there was an altercation between a fan and Bully Ray at a Ring of Honor event. 
Oh, yeah, I did notice that. Apparently, Bully Ray gave his side of the story and, of course, defended himself. Uh, you know, he ain't got the best track record of being the nicest guy in the world. Uh, people say Devon was better than Bully Ray or Bubba Ray or whatever you want to call the guy. But um, apparently he was making some inappropriate gestures to females and stuff like that. So, you know, if that was the case, the guy deserved to be kicked out or whatever. But apparently this offended some people and they're looking on either suspending or doing something with Bully Ray. So I don't know what's going to come out of that. But when we find out, we will get back to you on yeah, that. Yeah, I know a few weeks ago there was an incident with, I think it was Scorpio Sky. And uh, there was a maybe, fan heckling maybe him. So. Maybe, maybe not a few weeks ago, but a few months ago or so. I, I just remember seeing the video. There was like a fan heckling him. And he got a little hostile with the fan, but he I, I think he handled it. He handled it well. You know, yeah, he he kind of let the fan get to him and started yelling. But, you know, he just – I forgot why, why the fan was heckling him, but he was like, dude, you know, I, I make more than you, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. You know, I just signed a – you know, but – Fans yeah, I don't, I don't know fans, but like people, I don't know, like wrestlers that they can't stand the heat. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's the problem with heels today. They can't stand the heat. They can't handle it. I guess. Really, there's only a few heels that I know of personally that can take the heat well, and uh, yeah, one of them MJ is MJF, obviously. Uh, another one, which not many people may know about, is Kid Osborne. Kid he Osborne. takes the heat tremendously well. Kid Osborne's uh, a great heel. I got to see a lot of his heel work this past weekend. Right, yeah, well, which we'll get to in just a, just a little bit. So, uh, Anything else yeah. you want to go um, for? Any other things you thought of? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I've been looking around, getting some news bits here and there, and... Uh, before we started recording, really the last thing uh, would be, which I don't know if you want to talk about, because I know you hate the product, but the uh, Super Showdown, Super Showdown, pronounce it right that time, is this this coming Friday? So, uh, any thoughts on that? <laughs> I figured Nothing against I the performers, the workers. Just frustration right. with like, you know, now a lot of people, a lot of people have been upset after, you know, mixed uh, up. The, this, uh, the Jericho podcast with Moxley and people have been like, oh, hearing what he said, you know, I'm stopping, I'm not going to watch. After Money in the Bank, I, I, I haven't been watching it like I used to for years. I haven't been watching Raw or SmackDown, I've just been catching yeah. up the clips on YouTube. But when Charlotte beat when Charlotte beat Becky for the belt, I know Bailey cashed in. But when Charlotte won, and then Brock entered the Money in the Bank match, that was that was it for me. I, I will say, like, I'm, I had no problem with the whole Charlotte thing because I think Charlotte is one of the best female workers in the business, which we'll probably get to in another episode. This ain't yeah, and I think Charlotte's for that. But, um, of Shawn Michaels. Oh, God. You never let nothing go, dude. <laughs> oh, I, I think she's great, but, you know, that's that's neither here or there. 
So, uh, like I said, we'll probably get into a debate in another episode in another time. So, uh, you know, let's come. Let's come and talk about what we really, you know, what we was really set out to talk about. And that would be the Tournament of Survival 4, which took place this past weekend in Atlantic City, which you were present for. And I watched it back after it happened and uh so i can give a little bit of input myself so uh, if you want to start on some experiences you had before uh, the show kind of play by play uh show opened up brett came out you know brett was you know saying thank you guys for coming out you know got a stack show for you know all the, you know we got right. a bunch of you know star guest stars there you know all that stuff then he said let's bring out louie Low Life Lou Ramos came in the ring, introduced the show, and uh, our first matchup was uh, the King, the God, the ultra-violent God, the King, Nick Gage, who is the current reigning, not defending at the show, he was not defending the title, but current reigning game-changer wrestling world heavyweight champion, Nick effing Gage. I'm going to refrain from cursing because... You're a good man, Christian. <laughs> I am a good, I'm a good person. Yes. Um. So, uh, my thoughts on Nick this Gage match. Um, I would say off. Nick Gage facing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now you can go. Okay. Nick Gage G Raver first first match of the opening round. Turn to survive. Um, I kind of expected a little bit more, to be honest. Um, I didn't think it was terrible, but I didn't think it was amazing. You know what I mean? I've seen better matches, better death matches than this. Uh, not saying that it wasn't great or nothing. It was, it was good. It was, they had some good spots in there. I love the heel work with Dewey Donovan, Nick Gage, you know, Dewey, um, which only happens in Atlanta. Dewey F. Pigs, as they say. Dewey F. Pigs. Oh my God. But yeah. Uh... Well. <laughs> but. I have uh, similar thoughts, I guess. Uh, it was probably my least favorite match of the first round, but not saying it was bad. I thought I found it really enjoying or entertaining. You know, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. the match. Uh, a lot of just, it was kind of like, you know, from start to finish, it was just spots. Uh, let's see, Nick Gage, like right off the gate, uh, Delivered a boot scrape, and he did a uh, senton through a uh, pizza cutter board onto G Raver. Uh, that was a great. Now that, that was, was a great spot. spot. I love that. Spot. Uh, they had for this match. They had the pizza cutter board. They had a light tube log cabin. They had a boogie board with light tubes taped to it. They had a few single tubes. They had about five yep. or six single tubes. They had three or four light tube bundles. Uh, Mm-hmm. Raver did a suicide dive onto a sitting gauge with uh, light tubes on him. Uh, he had delivered the uh, knees off the top rope through a light tube log cabin, delivered a senton uh, on the top turnbuckle through the boogie board. Nick Gage hit two consecutive light tube assisted uh, boot scrapes. He did his pile driver, pile driver, powerbomb mm-hmm. through light tubes combo move. And G Raver won with a roll up. Uh, the finish was kind of sloppy because Nick Gage was going for another right. Joker. No, no, he was going for a powerbomb. He did hit a Joker driver earlier in the match. Or mm-hmm. 
and uh, one winged angel. That on the door too, that which was, was awesome. Spot. That was one of my favorite and spots. Of the you ever went for a sunset flip, but he kind of like fell, and they kind of mm-hmm. redid the finish where Raver just rolled them up. Uh, good match. I liked it. Uh, like I said, it yeah, was very, it was it had a lot of fan interaction. You know, Nick Gage uh, saying, you know, where you want, you know, what side you want me to cut him with the pizza cutter. Yeah. Uh, I will say, even though people may think the boogie board is kind of ridiculous, uh, I, I thought it was clever with the light tubes on it, and it was something very stable. I remember G-Raver tried to do that spot with the tubes on the cinder blocks on Cannonball at uh, TOD, and he just botched it terribly, and I he think it hurt himself. That was so, my favorite spot of the match, was the boogie board. <coughs> Excuse me, but uh, I love that spot. I thought it was I do too. nice. It was well right. executed. It was just really cool. Uh, it's a fun match overall. You know, there was a lot of crowd brawling. That was fun. I enjoyed right, it. I would right. give it. We're doing five stars. I would give it a good solid uh, three, maybe three. Out of five. Yeah, that's what I would give it a three out of five. Any uh, other comments right. you want to add on the match? Uh, not really. Besides, the right person won when G Raver won. Cause I, at first, when the when they announced participants, I thought Gage in the tournament was kind of pointless. I guess. Um, excuse me. I think you might hear a train in the background. You know, hey, country. You know. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like the right person beat one, and it kind of. And it kind of makes me think, hey, he might be the next contender for the title. I know a lot of people. You know? A lot of people. Because uh, really, he's the last one left, to be honest. Uh, I was going to say something, but we'll, we'll get into that later. We'll get into the, the speculation. Okay. If I don't. All right, we'll do that. Uh, yeah, okay. cause uh, hopefully you won't. Cool I'm quite... So we'll get into it when we go to the main event. Okay, all right, all right, good, good. Um, so the next match, uh, the next match. is Japan, Big Japan champion Usami Kodaka. Big, Big Japan Deathmatch as champion he takes on 2019 Deathmatch Survivor winner Usami Kodaka. Oh, okay. I forgot taking on I forgot the Dark that. Prophet, okay. the uh, Magic Wizard, uh, or invite. ICW Insane Eight. Winner too yes. of for this match, they had uh, about six, seven, eight loose light tubes. They had, I think, it was two light tube bundles on sticks. They had a board of <laughs> dough cutters and a board of pizza cutters. Or no, not a board of pizza cutters. Oh, a board, of knives. yeah, board of knives. Board, board yeah, of pizza cutters. Knives, yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this match was really good. I, I really enjoyed this match. I liked it more watching it through the second time than I did live. But it's a good match. Right. I enjoyed it. Things, things will come to you better when you rewatch it than they do live because you're there for the experience right. name more, more than anything. It's a good, fun um, match. Uh, there were some good spots. Uh, oh, yeah. They started out with, they were just hitting each other with tubes back and forth. 
uh, Isami uh, the uh, dough cutters into a Orange chest. Uh, Orange got suplexed onto the knife board on the apron. Uh, yeah, Orange hit Isami with a uh, Death Valley off the second rope through the light tubes. He hit a uh, he attempted a 450 splash, but came out more like a 450 uh, stomp. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that bundle. Sami got slammed through a chair. Uh, Sami hit his a uh, his kick combo. He hit the axe kick, then uh, the a little kind of injury, I guess. But he didn't. He just hit him with his foot inside his face. Hit him with the knee to the mm-hmm. face, and then put a light tube and super kicked him with the light tube for the win. Yeah. It was a good match. Uh, I, I came into this not being a fan of his, uh, Isami Kodaka's because I watched him in the, the NGI3, and I just didn't think I he was that in. good. But this match really turned me to the different way. I, I'm, I'm a fan of the guy now. I think he's really good. It turned me to, like, man, and he I was came good. In, uh, I came in really claiming that he was the greatest FMF wrestler in the world, so. You know, I feel like that title goes to Takeda, but we can, we can, you know, it's, it's neither here or there. Uh, but I mean, hey, Tommy, Tommy <laughs> beat Takeda in the finals of Deathmatch Survivor, so he beat the greatest in the world, and he's the greatest in the world. True. That, that's... Hey, I mean, we could do a whole episode on things we disagree about. Uh, <laughs> maybe we should do that. Um, I would give this match a, uh, I would say a four out of five. Uh, I would go closer with a three point five, three point seven, something like that. May yeah, sounds about right. Maybe around that range, three and a half, four sounds about right. Maybe three. Because I want seventy-five. Leave, if we can get to leave some room for the other matches, you know, I don't want to. Right, yeah, yeah, good point. Um, next match is Jimmy Lloyd versus Sasuke. I'll let you talk about this match. Uh, yes, uh, Japanese legend, the great Sasuke, taking on the different boy, Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, they had they had three or four light like, two bundles. They had a. Uh, Two doors. They had a barbed bar wire board. They had a ladder, and they had a uh, table, a door of light tubes, and they had a uh, saw board mm-hmm. with the uh, handsaw sticking up. Uh, match started off with an exchange, you know, the hitting moves, and then a uh, Sasuke got Jimmy Lloyd in a trance. He uh, he uh. What's that word? I, I'm missing the word. Hypnotized him. He hypnotized him. <laughs> Got him in trance. Hypnotizing, but used his mind to send him through two doors and a light two bundle. Uh, Sasuke got whipped through a barbed wire board, which was a very sick spot because uh, he came up and the barbed wire was stuck in his back, stuck to his skin. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I was sitting like fifth row, fourth or fifth row at this point. So I, I was pretty, I was pretty close and I could see it was like stuck in his back. They had to get it out. Uh, Sami, uh, no, excuse me, Sasuke. I'm still thinking that last match, but, uh, Sasuke. Right, right. I did a, uh, I guess a swanton onto Jimmy onto the ladder, but, uh, Jimmy moved and, uh, Sasuke went head first through the ladder, through one of the rungs, and it, he came back up and his head was through the rungs like Terry Funk, and Jimmy hit him in the head with, with a light tube bundle. That was insane. That was probably one of my favorite spots of that match. But there was one that topped it, but you'll get Sasuke to here in a second, today, probably. Swan tunnel top rope onto Jimmy through a light tube table onto the outside. But uh, Jimmy moved, and he uh, went through the light tube door, Sasuke did. And uh, that was really the match, the, uh, to be honest. It was crazy. Yeah. Visually, with the light tubes, it was, it, everything, it you was know. insane. I just uh, liked it. He hit the floor, and the they think he might have broken his tailbone or fractured his tailbone. And uh, then my favorite spot of the match, my favorite spot of the match was uh, Sasuke went top rope, and uh, Jimmy flung them all through a set of light tube bundles that were strapped or sat on top of a chair. Onto the saw board, he hit. He hit that board flush on his back. It was crazy. Absolutely, it was actually one of the it better was, matches was, of the tournament. Was, if we're being honest, probably my favorite match of round one. Probably my favorite match of the night. You know, I got to disagree on that, but like I said, we disagree on a lot of things, but you know, it was, I will say that was probably third, no, it's, it's in between the second and third best match of the night, um, if it was, if it was me, I'd do a different order, but, uh, what would, how many stars would you give that match? Oh, and let's just add that, uh, Sasuke kicked out, and it took a, uh, a, uh, crap. Why, my mind's going blank, Connor. You got to help me out. <laughs> I'm trying to think, to be honest. It was a few days ago when I watched it. It was probably, wait, yeah, today's Tuesday. So I watched it on yeah. Sunday. Um, Sick Nick Mondo's move. I, I, for some reason. Assault uh, the assault driver. Hit him as an assault driver onto the saw board for the win. And uh, Sasuke got a standing ovation. He is. Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, I still kind of think I didn't. I don't think we needed to see Sasuke in a tournament, you know. But uh, for what the, for what it was, it, I considered it. I didn't. I wasn't going into it looking for a good wrestling match, but I was looking for a, like a spot monkey match, and this is what it was. And it was good as a spot I monkey mind, match. You I know, mind seeing Sasuke um, back for NGI. He did. Fantastic. Really? You know, I did. I thought he did good, and I'm glad that he put the young guy over. You know, and that's what he was there for. But you know, I just feel like somebody like uh, 
you know, I'm just going to throw some names out there like Eric Ryan or Marcus Crane or um, who who else? Uh, Cannonball. I know that's a weird name. Dale Patrick's. That's another weird name. Could have been in the tournament, but you know, that's just me. Wishful thinking. I, guess. I, I mean, I guess so, but yeah, I would give it. I would give it good three and a half, three and three four stars. Real. Uh, I would say uh, I'd probably give it the same three and a half or something like that. It's pushing um, four stars. It was for me. good. It's a really great match. No. I could go back and watch it many times. <laughs> yeah, and that and with me, it would be the next match. And uh, you will. The next right, match, Let's talk about this next match. So, what was the next match? Was uh, Sakuda taking on my man mm-hmm. Alex Cologne? They gave them, and my God, this man! How many likes do you think they gave him? Like fifty, maybe hundred. Probably around hundred. It was between fifty and hundred. I don't think it was quite a hundred. I think it was more closer to like, mate. My, yeah, I think it was five or something like 60. that. You know, one of those. But it was just they had mm-hmm. that. They had a uh, board of uh, safety pins and. Uh, they had some pigeon spikes, mm-hmm. which I, I told everyone. I was like, look, this may sound crazy, but I think they're going to use pigeon spikes again. And they did. Oh, so, uh, it was a great, yeah. great, this match. great match. Uh, I loved it. Gosh, it was it was definitely insane. Uh, early on in the match, uh, Cologne shoved a uh, pigeon spike through uh, Scooter's cheek. Both cheeks, you know, actually. through his, through his cheek, through the other cheek. There, it's, through his mouth, we'll yeah, say. Through his mouth. Yeah. And uh, Scooter wrestled a large bit of the match with this. Uh, one of my favorite spots mm-hmm. in the match. Uh, he sat. Uh, Scooter sat. Uh, Cologne in the corner, put some light suits in front of him, put a chair, jumped off the chair, and did a, delivered a senton through the light tubes. That was. Uh, Scooter hit a uh, uh, man. Oh, no, wait, <laughs> I'm forgetting the spot. He, he, it was from the top rope. I know that much. Mm-hmm. He did a Styles clash on Sakuda no, through I'm, a light tube cabin. In, a, uh, maybe I'm thinking of the drop kick from the top rope. Maybe, uh huh. Yeah, you might be. I know one. I thought he was no, talking no. about when Cologne we'll gave Sakuda we'll the that. style. Gosh, but... yeah, we'll get there that. Was, yeah, there was brawling in the crowd. Dives. Uh, Cologne hit a uh, tope suicida with the light tubes. Uh, Sakuda hit a uh, mm-hmm. half and half suplex with the light tube onto the apron. Uh, it was just. It was a brutal match. Uh, Cologne hit a beautiful, beautiful uh, elbow drop. It was kind of similar to mm-hmm. how Kreesane does it, and it was it was it was great. It was, it was fantastic, beautiful elbow drop, and uh, for the win, he hit a, a Styles Clash off the middle rope through the light tubes, light tube log cabin, and uh, I thought this was a fantastic mm-hmm. match. Absolutely, 
One thing that we all know about Alex Cologne now is the guy goes about 12,000 miles an hour, and he never has a bad match. And his theme song uh, is amazing. I remember, you know, unfortunately, we, well, I don't know, maybe we have to post it on the page, but I remember when you filmed his entrance, you were singing along to his theme song as he was coming out going crazy. We'll have to post it on the We will, we page. will. But yes, I was singing along to his theme song and they great time. Uh that was the end of the first round. Uh took an intermission mm-hmm. after this. This is when I went and this is when Yeah, I I'm you know, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like I do for star rating for that have to be a good four and a half, five stars for me. I'm giving a good four, four and a half stars. It's very mm-hmm. good. Great match. One thing, too, Sakuda really showed that he can go. I've been a fan of Sakuda for about a year or so now. It's great. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing rumblings about the guy, but this is the first time I've ever got to watch him, and he did not He did not, uh, He did did not. not disappoint, that's for sure. Uh, really good. Um, yeah, so this phenomenal. was the conclusion to the first round. Uh, at this point, they took intermission. And that's when I, I yep. met with uh, Sasuke. I met with you know a couple of the wrestlers, a couple more people. You know, I met with Tremont. I got some autographs. Yeah, it was good times. We'll get into more good times later. But uh, it was about after the show. After. What maybe a 30, 45 minute intermission? Right, right. They came back with a uh, trademark game changer wrestling, the six man scramble match. Mm-hmm. The competitors, that match, the competitors for this match were Grim Reefer, Kika Taru, Pinky mm-hmm. uh, Sanchez, KTB, Kyle the Beast, Matthew Justice, and Joshua Bishop. Oh man! Now this was so. This, this was, was awesome. This I love that match. It started out. I didn't yep. enjoy it. I wasn't enjoying it that much at the start because it was just, you know, started out with Kikataru putting his finger up people's butts. Uh, but it quickly evolved to an incredible match. Uh, one of the first big spots I remember, uh, Reefer hit a, uh, like a swanton springboard off the ropes onto the crowd on the outside. Or, or onto the men in the crowd, excuse me. One of the competitors in the outside, uh, Joshua Bishop and Matthew Justice got in the ring alone with each other, and it, it was amazing. Uh, they hit each other with some of the hardest chair, cho- chair shots I've ever seen. Matthew went to the top rope. Josh Sabu styled through the chair at his head. Then Matt hit him with a uh, Death Valley driver off the top rope through a door on the outside. Kyle the Beast hit a uh, a uh, Samoan drop fall away slam combo onto a Grim Reefer and uh, Pinky Sanchez through two separate doors for the uh, win, and it was it was a great match. Great match. Uh, I would give it. I would give Absolutely. four stars. I would. I would agree with you on that. Uh, you know, I've been like. I've been listening to all kinds of deathmatch and wrestling podcasts, you know, saying uh, they were like with every GCW show that the scrambles were just the flippity stuff. And 
uh, I would say this was not at all bad as everybody like says the scramble matches are. I really thoroughly yeah, enjoyed this was, match. I usually am not a fan of the big scramble matches, uh, but this match is very good. They I, and <laughs> you hate me for saying this, but. I think the reason it was so good is you had guys like Joshua Bishop and Matthew Justice, and you know, Kyle oh Beast for sure, because they, Kyle Beast and you know, I didn't like <clears throat> the scramble match from. They said it couldn't be done because like mm-hmm. it was very crowded, and it was just there was no like too many. It was it was spot at spot, no rest, and it was just I didn't enjoy it that much. Right, but this one they they knew what they were doing. They you know, they kind of, they would do their moves. They would kind of move out, make way for more people. So it wasn't so crowded all the time and too much going on. So yeah. solid four-star match for me. It was great. It's a great match. Sure. I mean, too, I feel like it was good because you didn't have too many, like, you had some actually good, talented workers in there with Kyle the Beast, Matthew Justice, Joshua Bishop making their debuts for GCW. I mean, it was great. I mean, everybody had their chance to shine. I mean, Pinky Sanchez was a star for me in the match. He was great. Kyle um, oh, the Beast, of course. I mean, final move with Sanchez and Grim Reefer, was it? For yeah. the two doors, that was insane. Uh, I feel like Kyle the Beast, I mean, he was a former GCW champion when they was in Howell and stuff. I mean, I feel like he could be a bigger star in the Indies, you know. Unfortunately, uh, Tony Deppin wasn't on the show. <laughs> He's awesome. And if you know me, you know I love Tony Deppin. Oh, I know. You think Tony Deppin is the one to defrone Gage, but that's for another time. Uh, Hopefully. <laughs> If we cover lights out, that's taking place in a month, month and a half. Hopefully, when we're covering that, we'll, we we will be reporting that Tony Deppin is the next world champion. I hope he is. The guy's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I thought him and uh, Chris Dickinson had one of the best wrestling matches in a long time. At they said it couldn't be done, mm-hmm. but. I still haven't watched that show yet. I only watched one match from that show, but anyway. With that, it will take us on to round a dose with G. Raver taking on the different boy, Jimmy Lloyd. And for this match, they had a scissor board. They had some light tube bundles. Uh, If I'm being honest, this match is kind of a blur to me. Uh, Right. Honestly, I wasn't the biggest fan of this match. Mm-hmm. Just, I would say it was the weakest of the semis for sure. It was probably the weakest tournament match to me. Yeah, um, yeah, I would agree. And again, not, I'm not. Don't take me saying you know this wasn't a very good match. Don't take me saying that as mm-hmm. you know dogging on the wrestlers. You know, uh, they had already. Both wrestled a grueling first round match, and it's it, it's my taste. So I'm sure there's people think this was a great match, but just my taste for my taste. I didn't like it because I one of the reasons I've been kind of growing distant from wrestling is because of the current style. So like that PWG style, I'm not the biggest fan of it. 
in this match mm-hmm. kind of had a little bit of that. <clears throat> I just wasn't a fan because a lot of it was very predictable to me. Yeah. Not just predictable, but kind of like like when uh, Jimmy had... So Jimmy had the board of scissors. He was going to hit G-Raver with the opposite side, with the side without scissors. If I were Jimmy, I'd be trying to hit him with the scissor side, right? Yeah, exactly. The rope holds the scissor board in his face for like six seconds. (coughs) And then Jimmy went to the top rope, and to me, as soon as he went to the apron, I was like, well, G-Rabbit's about to hit a centon. And he did. It was a great centon. (coughs) But just kind of predictable. Uh, Any other notes you'd like to add? Uh, I, I I can't take anything away from what you said. You you basically said what was on my mind. Uh, very predict. I wouldn't say it's too predictable, you know, but you could tell what was going to happen. And like the scissor injury was just gruesome. Like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how that happened because the way he had it didn't even look like it was possible for him to go in that shoulder. Like, oh yeah, my god, like, like Raver's knees kind of uh, pushed it into uh, his shoulder, and the scissor got stuck. God, that was gross. And uh, Jimmy gave him... Uh, another spot I, I didn't really like, Jimmy uh, was delivering a razor's edge through the light tube bundle. But, like, he got him up to the edge. Raver got out. He got him back up again. Raver got out. Got him back up again. Raver got out. Got him again. Hit her. I just didn't see the point in the three attempts, like, why couldn't you just planned it for the first or second attempt, but again, that's my my very picky over-analytic you know, like so, right, I'm sure right. I'm sure you think this is a great match some people do, you know, that's just my opinion, again I love G-Raver, love mm-hmm. Jimmy Lloyd I will sing Jimmy Lloyd and G-Raver's praises all day long, just thought this match wasn't their best, they've done better work together, their match at hard not Hardcore Kingdom, uh Subterranean Violence 1 is amazing, so. Right. And I feel like they've even had better matches separated, you know. I mean, like, G-Raver, he he rarely has a bad match. He's one of the best deathmatch workers in the U.S. right Right. now. Um, Not the world. Um, I mean, it was I mean, he's done phenomenal work. Like, one of my favorite matches of his was at VOW uh, with John Wayne Murdoch. That was just a great match. I loved it. You know, but this wasn't his best work. But, you know, it still wasn't a terrible match. None of these matches were terrible, you know. So. But I would give it a good two and a half stars. Yeah, I would probably give it probably two and a half, three maybe. I mean, I. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against watching it again and maybe changing my mind. But I didn't get to, so I. It's what I think. But uh, right. Raver advanced to the finals, and that's that's great. Uh, moving on, we have Isami Kodaka versus Alex Cole. These two were the men I thought would go to the finals, but they faced each other in the semis. There you go. So, I'm right. yeah, they had a uh, they. Had, couple light tube bundles uh they had some boards looked like uh what's sad is i just watched this match and i'm 
failing to remember what all they had. <laughs> I, I don't know if they had too much. I think they just really had light tubes, really. That was about it. Um, Maybe. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what were some of the standout spots in this match? Hounds uh, clone delivered a uh, stomp through the light tubes off the top rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to think of, trying to think like of a lot of the big spots from the match. It was mainly just, it was. I thought it was a good match. I really liked it because I like both men. Yeah, I agree too. I thought it was. Good. It was weaker than their first round matches, but hey, like I, you know, it, the second round matches are usually like your kind of breather matches. Like they get out there and they. they they get a minute to, you know, they don't go as hard so they can save themselves from the finals, you know? I mean, one thing that I noticed when I watched it, like, I at first it kind of bugged me, but then when I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense, is that Cologne went a little slower than he did at first, than he normally is at first in the semis, because, I mean, he was wore out from that match with Sakuda. Like, I thought it was bad and at another, first. And another way you can explain that is... Kodaka is kind of a naturally more methodical, slowly paced worker. Mm-hmm. So maybe he adapted to that style. But it was a good match. Uh, there was a nice spot where uh, Asami went for his kicks. You know, his little kick combo he does. And Cologne hit him in the leg with a light tube bundle. Uh, right, right. Cologne, uh, That was insane. Cologne hit the uh, F3 knees through the light tube bundle. Uh, you know, Asami hit all the kicks and everything. Uh, it was a good match. Good match. Really good. Yeah, for sure. Give it a solid three I love stars. The, the kicks that Kodaka Like, the one to the back of the head always gets me. Like, I yeah, I love that the kick. axe <laughs> kick is great. The axe kick where you just run. And oh, yeah. It's, sure. it, like, being in the crowd. And, again, I'm, like, fifth, sixth row. I'm, I'm kind of close to the entrance ramp at this part of the night. And I hear I hear the mm. kick go against his head. It's it's brutal, and uh, it was a good match, great match. So after oh. Alex Cologne won, uh, they took an intermission, set up for the finals, which was uh, unfortunately they didn't get teased as much as they had, but they had two sides of the ring with no barbed wire. One side uh, had a uh, barbed wire web on it. The other side yeah. had a uh, table. Of uh, light tubes with painted glass on it. There was a uh, lattice work wine rack with carpet chips and light tubes. There was a Caribbean pit with carpet chips and painted glass. There were toothpick boards. There were dusset plate boards. There was. Actually, I think that toothpick board you was talking about, it's actually those flosseners, but they put the hard pointy part yeah, well, of it up a, in the board. It's a toothpick and flosser combo. But they had. Oh, okay. So there's both. All right. And it had the toothpick part standing up. And uh, they had a board with the rows of staples on it that they had cut to make it jagged. Oh, dang. Uh, So it was was a lot of stuff. Uh, House clone, G Raver. Minute into the match, they were brawling. They were just hitting each other with the stiffest forearm shots. And at this point, I was able to finagle my way into the third row. So I was very close. I was 
I was right there. I was watching it. And uh, G. Raver got hit with the forearm. And then Alex uh, kind of took a pause for one moment and pushed him. And it was the way. And I don't know if they didn't tie the rope tight enough or what, but it's like part of it was the way out, uh, excuse me, the way G. Raver hit it. He kind of like leaned into the rope. Mm-hmm. Kind of almost sitting on to it. Sorry if I keep coughing. Throat's been bothering me. So, but, you know, the show must go on, right? And he uh, he <laughs> falls through that one, and his feet get caught on the bottom strand, and it trips him, and he hits the back of his head on the concrete floor. And it was, at first, oh. I think at first a lot, of, a lot of people didn't know what was going on, because at first I just thought, because they sent help, I was like, oh, he must be, cut really bad and wrapped in the barbed wire really bad, but uh, he hit his head on the, he hit the back of his head on the concrete, and he was not, he was out, he was out. Uh, they were talking to him, and he was just staring in his face, and they kept asking if he was okay, and he wasn't responding. It was very scary. And, uh, I remember watching that when I was watching it. I remember Louis screaming, let him breathe, let him breathe. Yeah, Louis was trying to get people out. Uh, <laughs> Raven Havoc was there, a good friend of G. Raver, cut him out, and him and uh, Drew walking to the back, and then the crowd, at first they were chanting, you know, Nick have engaged. But then, I guess the crowd had a change of heart, and they started chanting, Schlack, Schlack, Schlack. And now Sloan just looked at Schlack and said, come on. So Schlack got in, they were hitting each other like tubes. And then Jimmy Lloyd's music started playing, which Jimmy Lloyd got a scissor stuck in his arm. Right. And he finished that match and finished the finals. So kudos to Jimmy Lloyd. Yeah, I mean, that that, that takes a lot. I mean, that kind of reminds me, like, it don't remind me of this. I know it's a different situation, but it kind of reminds me back at TOD back a few years ago when Kit did that four corners of pain match. And then when Devin got hurt, he just stepped in for him with Drew Blood to face Danny and Alex, and you know, true, true, I, I, yeah. Which, yeah, that was that was amazing. So, Kid Osborne did two matches that night when he wasn't scheduled to. So, props that uh, right. Kit, Kit's a great guy. We'll get to that later. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we'll get to that. And then Jimmy Lloyd came out, and, and this match was a lot shorter than I thought. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but being there, it felt like. 10, maybe 15 minute match. It was about six minutes. Wow. That's crazy. So, uh, they were hitting each other off. See, I didn't get to watch the finals. Uh, I watched to the point where Schlack comes in and starts beating Alex with tubes and stuff. But that's where I got to. Uh, well, uh, they're throwing tubes at each other, they're throwing two bundles, hitting each other with tubes. Schlack gets drop kicked into the barbed wire box. Jimmy Lloyd gets thrown through the wine rack. Uh, Schlack hits Alex with a light two bundle with thumbtacks in the middle, and thumbtacks go all over the ring. Alex throws the toothpick board at him. Uh, Alex picks up Jimmy Lloyd in Death Valley Driver, runs, gives him Death Valley Driver through the painted glass light tube table onto the outside and pins him for the win. Your victor of the 2019 Tournament of Survival 
four. Alex Colon. It was I, well deserved winner, actually. I loved this finals. Actually, I thought it was a great final. That was my pick. I know you was picking Kodaka at first. I was like, man, I think Alex is it taking was it, dude. Kodaka and Cologne for me. So, uh... yeah, my two were Cologne and Raver, which they made it to the finals, and those are two well-deserved guys to make it to the finals. That's for sure. Like, if we were ranking GCW tournament finals, this is this is up there for me. Actually, I know it was a six-minute finals, but I would put it past maybe the NGI one finals. Mm-hmm. I would put it past the uh, NGI 3 finals, actually. Oh, wow. I don't know if I would put it past the TOS 1, 2, or 3 finals. Maybe past the first. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I, I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, I wish it went just a few minutes longer. Like, if it would have been, like, 10 minutes long, that probably would have been perfect. Right. I know it's probably not on the levels of, like, Gage and Tremont when they made the finals NGI 2 and TOS 2, you know? But it was fun. It was fun, but, man. But, uh, you know, to me, this was better than TOS 2, if you want me to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I thought it was uh, better than TOS 2. Everybody loved that tournament for some reason, but... To be honest, I wasn't a fan. There was probably only two good match, two or three good matches on that tournament. I was upset they didn't use. Be there. All right, but uh, I was kind of upset they didn't use as many uh, weapons as they had. Like, right. Uh, they had uh, uh, what was it? Sorry, I have family members, so I'm trying to get out of the way. But, uh, I was like, oh, I went to the backstage. They had, uh, bed nails. They had cinder blocks. They had saw boards. Didn't use them, unfortunately. That would have been great to see. Maybe in, like, the semi, maybe, uh, Kodaka in Cologne, because they really just had, like, a lot of light tubes. Could have handed them nail mm-hmm. board. Better nail, you know, but. Or something. But, uh, great show i love the cinder blocks to be honest with you it's a great show what would you give the show overall out of five stars what would you give it four stars solid four stars yeah i would agree i'd give it four stars myself uh it was a solid tournament. Not the best GCW tournament I've seen, but it's up it's it, it's up there. I'd give it mid rank probably. Um the best GCW tournament has to be NGI two. Let's be real. No one's talking yeah, no that, really that but yeah. It was a great show. Uh, and afterwards at the party you had Brandon Kirk versus Jeff Cannonball in no ring death match. And uh Steve Sanders versus Kid Osborne in a no ring match. Uh Kit pretty much killed Steve Sanders, but then he threatened to uh, mess with the uh, audio system, so Marcus Crane powerbombed him through a door because <laughs> I tripped over the cord to the sound system and cut off the music. Oh my god. And then another guy tripped over it, so, he, so Kit threatened to purposely trip over it, so Marcus Crane sent him through a door. My uh, lord. 
Schlack told me about uh, setting his own hand on fire. Uh, Danny <laughs> Havoc talked to me about his many different haircuts. Uh, the Matsunaga's haircut yes. from King yes. of the Death. I believe I watched that promo, and that was amazing. Uh, me and uh, Kid Osborne yelled at each other in a southern accent. Uh, he uh, in the. <laughs> I went to t- like pat Steve and say you did good, Steve. And Kid Osborne pushed me out the way like very hard, but it was, you know, no hard feelings. It, I think Kit knew he could do it with me because we, you know, messed around backstage. So Kit knew I wouldn't care. It was fun. Uh, Kit got beer all over me because he threw a beer can at Steve Sanders. Yeah, uh, talked to Nick Gage. Nick Gage, the nicest person in the world. Which is quite crazy for his character. He acts like the dude who would yeah, kill everybody. Great. Uh, I got a lot of merch. I took home uh, some weapons, some souvenirs. It's a great night over. Nice. I think. And actually, there was one thing I wanted to talk about before you started going on with some more stories that you might have. All right. Uh, we forgot about the about death match Hall of Fame segment with uh, Connor Claxton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh, Hall, the class of 2019 Hall of Fame was Madeline Pondo, Nate Hatred, Wife Beater, Danny Havoc, and Matt Tremont. And they in, they brought out Danny Pondo and Tremont. Claxton came out, was raiding them, bullying them, and Claxton got attacked, hit with light tubes. At the after party, uh, Cannonball slammed a lot of people and, uh, Madman Pondo said that no matter if it's CZW, IWA, H2O, or GCW, he wants to wrestle Schlack. That's awesome. Yeah. Pondo's a legend. Pondo, Pondo's amazing. I love Madman Pondo. It was a great, great show. And, and one thing, too, that I want to make a comment on about the whole segment Claxton. Claxton's a good heel. Yeah. And. Seeing Danny give Claxton the dragon suplex with the light tube it really mi- makes me miss him in yeah, the ring. <laughs> that was great. That was great. That was great. I mean, Danny, Danny was one of the there best. There was actually definitely when, uh, of all time. Raver got yeah. injured. I had a uh, thought that uh, Danny Havoc would come out. Oh, my. That, now, that would have been awesome. I mean, his last match was with Alex Colon at Down with the Sickness 2017, which is one of my favorite. Favorite death matches of all time, to be honest. Uh, yeah, it was a great night. So and, good. Uh, great show overall. Glad I got to talk about it. I'm going to have to cut this short. And uh, I have business I have to attend to, I guess. Uh, well, hey, that's everybody's life. Yeah, uh, but, uh, well, uh, this is the first episode, my man. And maybe later in the week, we can discuss my stories from the night. Okay. All right. We'll do that. Um, so, uh, well, thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, like I said, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter coming soon. And uh, keep following us, supporting us. And uh, next week we'll be back with some more uh, possible stories and uh, some possible topics. So uh, stay tuned, guys. Peace out, everyone. Remember, peace, peace and F you, everybody. It's Sami Kodaka, 2019. Deathmatch survivor and soon be 
greatest in the world. Peace, everybody.